It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Oh, yeah. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quinn Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, thank you for joining us. We're going to have a great time this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening to this podcast, we're going to have a great time. I highly, highly recommend you go check us out on Instagram. You go check us out on Twitter and also check out Locked On NBA Net on Twitter and Instagram. Great stuff there. Great content. For all your Wizards needs, check us out. And for all your NBA needs, go check out Locked On NBA. So today, a different format to the podcast. Becca is not with me specifically in this segment, but she will be doing a game recap and reactions with my boy Trey, uh, Mr. Real Perfect on Twitter. So make sure you go check those two out. I'm going to be talking about um, the Wizards in terms of John Wall's performance lately and what all you guys really want to know, these trade rumors. What is going on with this Wizards team? Is somebody getting shipped out anytime soon? Um, we're going to dive into the rumors, break some things down, and see if if there is a trade. Who's gone and who's coming in? So, let's start with John Wall for a second. Um, of course, 
last night, the Wizards did win uh, their second game in a row. They won at home against the Orlando Magic, 117-109. to It was a tight game. Um, For the, mo- the majority of the game, it was tight. Wizards went down early as well, um, as usual. But they edged it out last night, and John Wall had a big part of that. He played 40 minutes in the last three games, which is something that all of us have definitely noticed. Um, Scott Brooks has put a lot on his load, well, the starters load being Wall and Bill more specifically because the bench has just been so, so bad lately. So last night, Wall only played 33 minutes, which is a sight to see. But to play 33 minutes, which is a good thing, he got his minutes down, and to have 25 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, a block, and a steal, shooting 9 for 15 from the field and 2 for 3 from 3-point range, that's the kind of production this Wizards team is looking for, and that's exactly what they're getting from John Wall. I mean, he's been incredible the last five games. He's averaging 24.4 points per game, 9.6 assists. He's averaging at least two and a half steals, shooting 47% from the field, and shooting 43% from three-point range. So John Wall has definitely been doing his thing. Um, This is going to be a really, really, really brief segment, but... I just, it's kind of like a John Wall appreciation because after getting called out by Stephen A. Smith, who was in attendance at the game last night, he was there. The Rose Bar comments that have been going crazy viral on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff has been addressed. Um, it's, it's, it's good to see him respond in this manner. I mean, he downplayed it after the game last night saying, you know, he gets it all the time. It doesn't bother him. He just goes out there and plays his game. But Beal and a couple of other guys were like, no, y'all y'all were talking trash about our guy and let a fire under him. And in turn, he is out here balling out of his mind. He's playing like an all-star right now. That's why the Wizards have strung together two wins. I know it's only two wins, guys, but it's a start. So the Wizards have strung together two wins. John Wall has been a big, big part of that. And um, kudos to John for responding in that fashion. And I know specifically talking about Stephen A., um, he means well, though. When you really think about this in the grand scheme of things, Stephen A. is kind of like a closet Wizards fan, if you want to be completely honest. I mean, I know he's a big New York guy, but he really has a fond um, spot in his heart for this Wizards team. I remember you... I remember he called out Markeith in the postseason. I think it was last year, or probably a couple of years ago, and he showed up, and then Markeith slapped him on the butt, um, headed out the arena. So, I mean, these guys know who Stephen A. is. They know what he does. He's paid to talk and uh, challenge these guys. But he tends to challenge the Wizards more than any of his New York teams. Um, And, I mean, he always shows his face in Capital One after he challenges them. So, he likes his team. He knows he's really hard on his team, just like any Wizards fan, because they he knows – um, that these players are capable of performing, especially Wall and Beal, and um, they got to start doing that on the court. So good to see Uncle uh, Stephen A. in the house last night. Now let's talk about the juicy stuff. I feel like a kid in high school or a little girl in high school playing telephone, some of you passing notes across the room. Rumors, 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 rumors. Now, according to, let me get my notes here, according to, what is his name? Chris Matt. Chris Mannix, excuse me, from Sports Illustrated. He was one of the ones that broke the trade of Jimmy Butler heading to uh, the 76ers for Robert Covington and Dario Saric. He said this tweet, and a lot of people in D.C. started to raise their little antennas, their trade antennas, because they, they were thinking, what's going on here? He said in this tweet that a lot of teams, most specifically the Philadelphia 76ers, are keeping a close eye on Washington. Um, not on Waller Bill. No. no, 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 no. The names mentioned were Green, Jeff Green, 
Markeith Morris, and Kelly Oubre. Now, when I I, I took a t- I took some time to think about it initially, and I was like, hmm. And I think if you follow me on Twitter, you saw my tweet. I said, what what guys are they specifically eyeing? Because it wasn't initially listed. And now that I have these names, I'm saying, hmm. So my thought process is they just lost two forwards and Dario and Robert Covington. They lost some shooting. They're looking for some veteran forwards um, with the departure of those two guys. So initially, and that and part of that was also included in the SI um, SI column. Um, initially, after reading that, I'm saying, okay, I don't think they want Kelly Oubre. I mean, Oubre would be a good fit for that 76ers team, but a team that is already extremely young. They're gearing up to make a run for the championship, not just, you know, win the East anymore. I mean, I know that's been their goal, and they're up there in terms of, you know, talent and positioning even before they had Jimmy Butler. So now that they made this move for Jimmy Butler, um, they're positioning themselves to, you know, win a championship or at least get to the finals. So I think the veteran... The veteran part of this statement is what's most important to to consider here. Ubre is also in all these players are, are in the last years of their deals. Markeith was in a four year deal. Ubre is still in his rookie deal, and Jeff Green is on a, a minimum a minimum deal. You could argue that Ubre is the best fit, but his youth and the money he's going to be expecting um, next season is not necessarily what Philly needs to add at this point. I think they are really gearing towards a Mark Keefe or a Jeff Green move. So that is going to be the focus of this little uh, trade rumor segment we have now. Now, I want to see and I want to discuss and break this down. I need your opinion on this, too. So make sure I let me know on Twitter what y'all think about this. Mark Keefe Morris versus Jeff Green. And I thought about this and I thought about this. And I was like, you know, I can't really see Mark Keefe getting traded. You know, they love Mark Keefe. Wall, he specifically most specifically loves Markeith Morris. Um, but then Jeff Green, Jeff Green just got here. Jeff Green's been playing out of his mind. Jeff Green is a really good fit for this team, especially coming off the bench, and that's his role right now. But I said, you know what? Markeith really hasn't been playing that well lately. I mean, Markeith can't shoot the three. He can shoot. Um, and, I mean, he can't shoot as good as D- Dario or Robert Covington, but they're looking for a veteran forward to replace that Um departures those departures so i got to thinking i said let me let me break things down here let me let me see out of between markeith morris and jeff green who's most likely to go so let's look at last night's stats jeff green no let's start with markeith markeith morris played 39 minutes had 16 points he shot 55 percent from the field 33 percent from three-point range he had eight rebounds and was plus three on the night And then I go over to Jeff Green. Jeff Green played 20 minutes, 18 points, shot 85% from the field goal range, from field goal, 80% from three-point range, and was plus 13 on the night. So I was like, you know, that's just one game. You know, I mean, I know Keith is going through a bit of a slump, and if anybody's getting sold, you know, it's not Markeith. That's Death Row DC. That's one of the four horsemen, you know? And then I'm like, well, let's compare these two throughout the entire season. And of course, Jeff Green does come off the bench. Markeith is a starter. But we've been seeing a lot of good things out of Jeff Green lately. So I got to thinking. I said, who averages more points? Let's just let's just put that. Who averages more points? Jeff Green or Markeith Morris? 
Mind you, Keith starts. Jeff Green is averaging 11.2 points this year. Markeith Morris is averaging 10.6. Hmm. Okay. 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 Well, well, who's shooting better from the field? I mean, I know Jeff Green is averaging more, but, I mean, he's coming off the bench. Uh, he's playing against second units. You know, who who's shooting better? It, it depends on your shooting. And I'm looking in. Jeff Green is shooting 51% from field from the field. Markeith Morris is shooting 44%. Hmm. Okay, well, Scott Brooks said that, you know, this team needs to start shooting more threes, and that's really what matters is the three. Who's shooting better from three-point range? That's that's the focus of this team all offseason, especially now. Who can shoot better from behind the arc? And I look. Jeff Green shooting 33% from three-point range. Markeith, 31 I mean, but that's kind of splitting hairs, you know. This team is really getting out-rebounded bad. I mean, last the last two games, they've they've done their job, and Dwight Howard's starting to pick up on the rebounding aspect of the game, and this team needs rebounders. So which which player rebounds better? I mean, Markeith is an inch taller and 10, inches, and 10 pounds heavier. He should be the better rebounder. Well, Jeff Green is averaging 5.2 rebounds per game. Markeith, 4.8. And... Sidetracking from this little story I'm trying to tell here, if you watch the games, we all see the lack of effort shown by a few of these starters on the boards. Markeith Morris being one of them. You see when Kelly Oubre comes in the game, he's one of those guys that's always going up for boards trying to help on the glass. Jeff Green, always going up on the boards trying to help on the glass. Markeith, one of those guys that just looks at it. And Markeith also on the defensive side of the ball, he's kind of slow. He gets beat off the ball a lot. Not as athletic anymore to contest at the rim anymore. No, that's just that's just a sidetrack. So let's get back to the stats. Let's get back to the stats. One thing we talk about is how this Wizards team, they, they're not playing much defense, and rebounding has been a problem for them, but you know, offensive rebounds are so important in basketball. You need second-chance points. Who is allowing this team to get more second-chance points? Who is helping this team in the offensive glass more? Now look. Wow, Jeff Green is averaging... 1.5 offensive rebounds per game, and Keith is not even averaging one. Interesting, interesting stuff. Okay, so as we continue to break this thing, these things down, I'm going to take you down this whole road where my conclusion is. I think all of you may know where I'm heading with this. When you get to the stripe, when this team struggles so mightily in, in scoring in the half-court set, when you get fouls called for you and you have to go to shoot your free throws, you can't leave points at the stripe. You just can't do it because points are already hard enough to come by. These are free throws. You got to knock them down. Quinn Mayo, please tell me how Jeff Green is doing compared to Markeith Morris at the free throw line. I mean, Jeff Green can't be off the bench demolishing Markeith in all these statistical categories, can he? Jeff Green is shooting 96% from, free, from the free throw line. Markeith Morris... He's shooting 84%. Now, I know Markeith, he's kind of bigger, though. You know, he's bigger. He probably draws more fouls. He probably gets more opportunities. That's why he's shooting less. Jeff Green is getting to the line more than Markeith Morris. <laughs> Jeff Green is doing more for this team than Markeith Morris is right now off the bench. Not only is he shooting the three better than Markeith Morris and all those other categories I've named, Jeff Green is shooting 60% from from the mid-range in between game and at the and at the cup. Two-point field goal percentage, 60% to 53. Jeff Green's shooting 60% inside the three-point line. He's shooting 
outside of the arc. Keith is attempting 8.7 shots per game. Jeff Green is getting more out of 7.7 shots a game. He's shooting less. He's scoring more. He's getting more rebounds. He's shooting better from the free throw line. He has less turnovers. He's playing less minutes and contributing more than Marquise Morris. Marquise Morris is in the fourth and last year of his deal. Marquise Morris started 12 games this season, guys. Jeff Green only started one. So this is what I'm trying to tell you guys today, and we'll wrap it up here. If a trade is made, which I believe something may be coming in the works, don't hold me to that. I do think some changes will be made in the near future. I'm going to be favoring Markeith Morris departing from this team more than I'm favoring Jeff Green. And I'm not factoring Oubre into this because you also have to look at the style of play. Oubre is a different type of forward than Jeff Green and Markeith are. You, you know, you see what I'm saying here? I'm just trying to paint you. Oubre is a more athletic, uber-athletic hustle guy. Jeff Green and, and Markeith are more traditional fours that can shoot the ball. Are we on the same page here? Give me a give me a quote tweet or a tweet on Twitter if we're on the same page here. Just tell me you're on the same page. So because they're two of these similar archetypes, Green and Mark and um Markeith, is it really worth it to have two of them on the same team? Well, you have one four that's extra uber athletic, can shoot the ball pretty well, can is really good on the defensive end when I'm talking about Kelly Oubre, and have one guy that's a traditional style which would be Jeff Green. I mean, I'm just saying he's a better player than Marquise Morris right now, and he's coming off the bench. Green is just better at his job than Marquise is right now. So if a trade is made, and also think about it, Jeff Green just got here. Jeff Green just got here. You could look at that two ways. You could say, okay, Marquise knows the system. He knows the guys. He's more comfortable, continuity, things of that nature. Uh, but if Jeff Green, or I think I meant to say Marquise if I said Jeff Green, but if Jeff Green just got here and is already playing this well in his first year here, he's played with LeBron James. He knows what it's like to play in the championship. He knows what, it, what it's like to play alongside the greats. He's at home. He's probably, if you want to keep it a stack, he'll probably retire a wizard, or at least in his career as a wizard. Who knows where he will retire at? Um, this is where he wants to be. This is home. And uh, side note, have you guys seen that pick and roll between Wall and Green? I mean, it's like stealing candy from a baby. He's he's an inch shorter than Markeith, 10 pounds lighter, but way more athletic, more consistent. And that pick and roll alley-oop slam with the, with the right hand that keeps making his way into every single game, every single top play on ESPN, that's nice. That's nice. It's a beautiful sight. I mean, Jeff Green's just more explosive. He's a better player. In his first year here, the Marquise Morris currently is. Now, another thing to note before I end this segment. <sighs> the Wizards are winning. They've put two straight wins together. If the Wizards continue to win, and take this as you may, changes are less likely to be made. But the Wizards start to lose more, lose games they're not supposed to again. You know, front office will feel inclined to make some more changes. Also, a side note, I do believe the Wizards just talented their way past the Magic last night. The Wizards still aren't running any offense. They still have no half-court sets. Still a sight to see. 
So I don't care what players you bring in here. This offense is still bad. They're getting a lot of points in transition over a team that's inferior in Orlando. They're not going to be able to beat real competitors like this. So that's my time. That's my segment. If you like this segment, if you like talking about these rumors and trades, let me know on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. Also, add me in that tweet. Add me in that tweet at TOQM underscore. Y'all know me. I tweet back. I reply to everything. And then maybe in the next episode, we'll talk about a little more juicy of a subject. And that's the Otto Porter debacle. Otto Porter is getting benched in fourth quarters, guys. Otto Porter is not playing a lot of valuable minutes in the clutch. Otto Porter is still averaging less than 10 points. We have to see where that's going to go. Obviously, him and Brooks are not on the same page. And he is a very, very expensive page. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Wizards. Check out Locked On NBA. And uh, thank you. Quinn Mayo, TLQM underscore. This is Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. And we will see you next time. DC fam, I'm out of here. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.